you are listening to the art of the matter hosted by arvind vijay mohan ladies and gentlemen welcome to art of the matter a show where we give you an insider's view into all that matters within the indian art world and introduce you to this domain's most interesting personalities on today's episode we speak to sandeep bhandari a collector whose passion for art resulted in his taking a big step forward pushing him to don the hat of an active cultural promoter sandeep is the founder trustee of the craft and community development foundation a not for profit initiative that undertakes projects that support and fund regional and tribal artisan communities these projects introduce the artisans to new concepts and designs while retaining the purity of the craft's origin sandeep tells us about the importance of supporting this fabulous mission and shares with us his learnings as a collector, promoter and a hobbyist painter. Please join me in welcoming Sandeep. Sandeep, it's wonderful to have you on Art of the Matter. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks, Arvind. Yeah, it's wonderful to be on this platform. Sandeep, um, you know, you start off as a professional in the energy business. You work with several uh, multinational petroleum companies. Uh, where along the way does art happen? How did art come about in in this in the scheme of things? I mean, art happened as uh, you know as a passion uh, from very early on. I always was very passionate about you know the masters, and of course, early on one couldn't afford the masters, so one would just go and see exhibitions and. you know and in art galleries or uh, in museums uh, right. and i've been to you know so many museums across the world right. uh, in my journey in the oil and gas business i've been to many many parts of the world uh, right. so uh, you know of course art was always something which was fascination but unaffordable you know when i started off because you know i've my journey has been all uh, built by myself so we started off very small and then you know did some uh, fabulous large projects right. but um, as as and how i could start affording to buy uh, you know art i started with the uh, you know as as most uh, collectors do um, you know focus on some of the indian masters mm-hmm. because that's where the knowledge base is and uh, enjoyed sort of um, the journey enjoyed uh, understanding uh, you know some of the masters what Uh, what their art was all about, and uh, uh, you know, started gradually um, uh, becoming a, a smallish collector. I'm not a big collector. I'm a smallish collector, but yeah, I think uh, I enjoy every bit of art that I've acquired. Sandeep, any early encounters with uh, either artists or you know, art world legends that come to mind uh, when when you were sort of you know still starting off? Yeah, I've, um, you know, I've not met that many of the um, artisans, uh, you know, the the master artists, because uh, unfortunately most of them had passed away. <laughs> started collecting them. Yes, um, I, I did have the opportunity of meeting. uh some of the other uh, great artists i mean uh, for example i met uh, natpur bhasar who uh, right. visited my house and you know we had a nice uh, sort of uh, conversation over drinks on how his career was and you know how he um, is based out of uh, new york and yes. probably one of the most famous indian artists living abroad uh and it was fascinating his his art was so different from mm-hmm. you know what i have been collecting and um, it's it, it was really fascinating uh, having a chat with him and how right. his career has progressed i've met uh, people like uh, manu parekh 
and uh, you know i've enjoyed uh, talking to him just his uh, inspiration with the banara series sure you know so um, uh, love just talking to the man you know it's, it's it's been fantastic how different artists have got different sort of uh, inspirations yeah other than that i've not really met too many of the um, other artists that uh, i have collected uh, and you know i've collected people like heber and i've collected uh, hussein and i've collected razas and unfortunately i've never had the opportunity of meeting them sure sandeep over the course of your your collecting journey have you seen a shift uh, in terms of the sort of art that you respond to um, has that happened you know between and that hapsar and a heber for instance there's there's a very wide you know uh, visual difference so has that happened yeah. have you noticed that yes so uh, you know i've um, uh, i've enjoyed both kind of arts and uh, you know uh, so i've i've enjoyed the very uh, abstract art of ram kumar for example or um, uh, mr bhasar and uh, then um, uh, Heb- the hebers really caught my attention because it was so closely linked to uh, what i'm doing today uh, supporting uh, folk art and uh, and tribal art right. you know the swaminathans and the hebers and uh, y- you could see that clearly the inspirations uh, for those artisans came from our culture and our uh, you know our folk art Yes. Uh, which is hidden yes. uh, in in uh, remote parts of the country uh, even people like madhvi parak for example absolutely absolutely um since how do you uh, how how do you go about collecting you know is there is there a certain method to this madness uh, are there any rules that you follow <laughs> uh, no i i i won't say that there are any specific rules it's really what i um, uh, what i love what i like when i see it if it is visually pleasing because ultimately i've got to live with it sure. right? so it's it's going to hang somewhere in my house mm-hmm. um so uh, it's it's got to be appealing to me not just um, uh what value it might have but sure. uh, you know it, it's got to be appealing so uh, there've been many instances where you know you've uh, uh, not bought an artwork because you feel that it won't go well in your house Uh, hmm. despite the fact that you know that in value it might appreciate much more than what you think <laughs> sure of course so i think um, it's it's always been about you know what is more pleasing uh, and of course the name which goes behind it always matters so uh, you know with uh, with art collection that is always important what are your thoughts on um, on auctions is that a channel that you acquire from yes i do and uh, i think the reason why uh, i've started acquiring a lot from auctions is also because you know the art world unfortunately there's been uh, a lot of issues about uh, people uh, bad mouthing an art, art piece or a gallery and uh, yes. you know there is uh, uh, this issue about uh, how do you authenticate an artwork Um, yes. unfortunately there is no body as such which you can go to and say okay is this artwork authentic and they'll give you an authenticity certificate so there's nothing like that uh, sure. anywhere across the world and i think uh, hopefully that all changes with the, the blockchain technology that we've got mm-hmm. and uh, i'm hoping that you know all pieces of artwork uh, will in future be uh, blockchain and therefore you won't have any issue about uh, uh you know knowing the authenticity or knowing the provenance of that art uh, and therefore i think you know it is gradually moved from of course i still buy a lot from galleries who i trust but uh, it is gradually moved from galleries to auction houses also because you know there is some benchmark there 
Sure. Otherwise, you know, in a gallery, when you walk in, there is no benchmark. I mean, it's like whatever the gallery owner <laughs> quotes to you, you have to just take his word for it. But in an yeah. auction, there is a there is a benchmark. There are other people bidding, so you know that you know there is a price uh, that you have to pay if you want that artwork. Absolutely. Um, and you know, uh, also many times, you know, you've seen that there are limited artworks available with a gallery. The choice in an auction is far better. Absolutely. You are able to bid with a Christie's or a Sotheby's or, you know, a, a Saffron Art or a Pandol's. And therefore, the choice for you is far better. Of course. So, A, the, the sheer volume and variety that one gets access to, the, the fact that there's a very high degree of validation in the assets that uh, yes. one, could, one could get access to as well. And the fact that uh, you know that you're not the only one who's uh, playing up a certain premium, if at all. You know, there's several yes. others who give you a sense of security in terms of price points. I think yes, it's very, absolutely. Uh, it's a very clear set of uh, guidelines to work with um sandeep you paint as well you know you've, you've taken you've taken do, your, yes. your passion for art to the next level where you may be a hobbyist painter uh, and you and you paint actively tell us about that tell us about uh, about when that started and you know about that journey uh, it, it was a way to relax uh, mm -hmm. so for me it was a fabulous way to relax and it, it is so relaxing when I start uh, painting it you know I can spend a few hours just on a canvas you're just immersed with that painting and you don't think about anything else when you're doing it so mm -hmm. it's uh, uh, it's been uh, I, I've just been a hobby painter I paint uh, whenever I get time mm -hmm. and uh, I enjoy it I mean and I do oil uh, oil paint painting so um, you know, every painting takes me a few months to complete. <laughs> sure, sure. But uh, did the collector come first or did the painter come first? No, the collector came first. <laughs> I've uh, actually never painted in my school or my college days. Right, right. That's uh, that's that's quite fascinating. Um, and uh, I've, I've, I've got no, no formal training. So I just started, I just picked up a brush and a canvas and I said, okay, I'm going to try and paint and uh, you know it's, it worked out well I, I started liking what I do and uh, you know a lot of friends started liking it so when they come home they just pick up what they like and <laughs> <laughs> so you were a circle of collectors also who, who sort of come from your immediate circle yes so yeah I mean and also uh, you know they're friends and family so they just come and pick up they're not shy of asking me to uh, just give up on my paintings Sure. sure. As long as it's appreciated, I think that's ultimately what every artist wants, uh, Sandeep. So I think you must take pleasure in knowing that it's it's looked after well and it gives joy to, you know, uh, friends and family. Yes. And, uh, you know, these days, uh, uh, the digital medium is uh, uh, so convenient for everybody. It's not just for professionals, so, but mm -hmm. even, uh, you know, hobby painters, uh, when I put up a painting, for example, there is a painting that I put up on my Instagram that has got more than 1,000 likes. I could never right. imagine. I don't know 1,000 <laughs> people myself, right? So it's, uh, it's, it, you, you, you feel very happy when, when something like that happens. Of course, um, you know, Sandeep, I think technology is is the game changer across all you know categories. You spoke of uh, the blockchain, and you know, going forward, I think the blockchain will certainly structure and systematize the manner in which uh, one approaches the business. Um, you know, provenance and ownership being one aspect, but it's it's you know transfers going forward always being legitimately recorded. I think uh, technology really is something that um, is is going to play a hugely transformative role. 
Absolutely. Uh, Sandeep, now we're moving on to the next part of the conversation. You start off as a collector, then become a painter. And somewhere along the line, you decide to become a promoter. Uh, and this, this happens yes. for, you know, when you, when you encounter art from our land, you know, tribal and regional art. So tell us about that. You know, where do you first encounter it? Uh, and how do you decide that you want to support it? Yeah, so, uh, you know, as I said, when I started collecting, there were a number of artists who I could see that their uh, inspirations were from Indian folk art or Indian culture mm -hmm. um, or Indian tribal art. And, sure. and um, uh, you know, that is what started um, getting me to start looking at uh, what is our cultural art, you know, uh, what kind of art forms that we've got. Sure. And um, somewhere down the line, you know, we also, you know, because uh, we were mandated to uh, do part of CSR uh, mm -hmm. in every business by the government. Mm -hmm. That, uh, you know, every profit-making company was required to spend a certain amount in CSR. So right. instead of, uh, you know, my uh, writing out a check and giving it to somebody else to spend that money, we decided that I'm going to set up my own foundation and right. put all the money that we are required to put in as CSR into that foundation and uh, start supporting arts and crafts sector of India. So we uh, named this organization Crafts and Community Development Foundation. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I funded that uh, with my CSR funds that were available to me. And mm -hmm. uh, we initially worked on a few different uh, art and craft forms, but finally narrowed it down to um, uh, the tribal and folk arts of India because there is so much, A, there is uh, so many different kind of uh, art forms uh, that exist in India that I wasn't even aware of. Once I got into it, I realized that there are so many different art forms and the sheer talent that is available in India. Of course. Of I course. mean, uh, you know, when we look at um, African tribal art or Aboriginal art from Australia, those kind of art forms are being sold for thousands of dollars. Yes, and absolutely. And here we have Indian tribal arts, uh, you know, which uh, don't get sold for thousands of rupees. Sure. You know, uh, we go to these uh, craft bazaars and craft melas and unfortunately the craft bazaars and craft melas without sort of criticizing them, what has happened is that these artisans have become like factory workers. Yeah. You know, they are producing uh, the same thing over and over again and selling them so cheap. And, you know, so my emphasis was that I have to train these people to try and mentor them that they are artisans and they should not, you know, they should not duplicate their own works. Right. They should try and create something new. You know, so many different craft forms we found. Yes. And we found that there is so much talent mm -hmm. that uh, we decided that, uh, you know, under this foundation, we are going to work on uh, the tribal arts initially. And then we'll gradually, you know, uh, expand it and have more folk art. Uh, tribal art, essentially, because, you know, that was a neglected se sector. They required, especially during this COVID period, uh, that's a segment where, which didn't have any support. Um, you know, from uh, the government there, uh, traditional, you know, uh, markets, all the bazaars and melas were all shut down because they were all physical markets. Uh, so there was uh, very little, you know, uh, avenues that they had to sell their art. And we decided that we we're going to support uh, uh, some, uh, I think now we've got almost about 30 artisans who've been engaged under this project. Um, uh, we decided that we we're going to support them uh, throughout this period uh, by way of just telling them that, look, you'll get a monthly stipend. Don't worry about your livelihood. Just keep producing. Just keep, uh, you know, creating art. 
That's and uh, we put some uh, good designers along with them, you know, some young designers from NIFT and uh, NID, etc. And got them to give them new ideas, new, uh, uh, you know, concepts, building on the, um, you know, the folklore, the, the, the stories, the uh, cultural stories, their festivals, um, you know, they, they have art on all sorts of customs. Uh, so we've built on a lot of those stories and, you know, created something new. Right. So Neep, I think it's an incredible job that uh, the foundation is doing, not merely by way of the attention that it's focusing on a group of artisans who are extremely important, but also by making sure that there's no want at their end for making me, you know, their ends meet. Um, you made a very, uh, very strong point, which was to move it out of the realm of being a factory produced replication of the same image, which is what one usually associates with uh, what one might find at a Dili Heart or you know, a craft symposium and really bestowing it the, uh, the importance of a bona fide work of art, which is to treat yes. each work as a signature piece where the signature gets valued then. You know, it isn't, it isn't uh, uh, just a souvenir or a token, which is what crafts exactly. are seen as. And the stories, you know, and the stories behind that artwork. So if you, if you look at any of our cultural art and folk art uh, or tribal art, yes, each one of them has got some kind of story behind it. Absolutely. Uh, and that's the, that's the fascinating thing that, you know, they come up with these stories and then, and, and you know, if we look at uh, historically in India, that's always happened. Yes. Right, right from the early ages. Yes. So um, it's it's all about you know drawing a story on on uh, on a rock or on a wall of a hut. Yes. Um, so this is what we are trying to do under this foundation that each artwork should have a story and mm. each artwork should be different and uh, you know it should be very unique with the uh, with uh, you know keeping the modern taste in mind you know just keeping the modern sens sensibilities the color palettes etc so that, that's that's the emphasis currently of the, for this foundation right so the um, you know again extremely important point uh, to be kept in mind uh, the the narrative value of of the art i mean starting from the cave paintings of himbeka you know, uh, from from time immemorial it's been a way of recording a story that will be then told for generations to come um, which along the way was dwindling. So I think I think bringing back this this emphasis on uh, preserving you know, the the power of storytelling of keeping the narrative alive. I think um, you know pretty much every single work that I've seen uh, presented by the foundation holds that as being uh, almost an essential you know core element. Um, the second point that you make is uh, of making this traditional art form, which is in many ways timeless. Um, become contemporary by way of the colors, by way of the form, by way of the media that it's represented through. Is this where the younger designers, you know, the, the young minds from Nifted, are those ideas coming from uh, from that younger generation? Yeah, so there is a lot of interaction. What, what happens is that I get uh, the uh, designers to start talking to the artisan, mm -hmm. understanding what story they want to come up with, and then giving their ideas to them on how they should conceptualize that artwork you know, what kind of color palettes would be more pleasing. We've tried uh, different things, you know, for example, the uh, designers have told them, okay, let's try to do something in pastels, okay. which is completely different for a Gond artist, you know, because a Gond artist uh, loves to put as much color as possible in a painting. And, uh, you know, we've, we've tried to tell them, okay, let's try to, this is what you do and we are not stopping you from what you're doing. Keep mm -hmm. doing that. 
but let's try and create something different you know so uh, i think um, as a result of that they've also learned a lot they've sure. learned to use um, you know different kind of color palettes and they enjoy it because uh, otherwise they were just doing the same thing over and over again right so really pushing the envelope you know seeing what they can stretch themselves to do and uh, and though i've never interacted with any of these artists sandeep i'm i'm guessing that they're very pleased with the results with you know what they created it's been phenomenal you know i have truly enjoyed um, uh, this journey i mean uh, you know the artisans are um, as you would imagine they are not uh, very tech savvy they are not very educated i mean some of them are but most of them uh, and a lot of uh, the artisans are women artists you know so they are essentially housewives or they are uh, doing farming activities with their husbands in in their uh, villages right uh, so when covid hit all of us mm-hmm. the biggest challenge was how do you communicate with these people right and we taught them how to start using the smartphone and you know how to start using the digital technology by sending images of their sketches to the designer and the designer then sending them a color palette on on their mobile phones <laughs> and then you know picking it up from there so it's it's been a wonderful journey and today everything is done remotely we don't even meet these artists you know exactly. so they are sitting in their own homes in uh, some village in uh, you know in madhya pradesh or maharashtra or uh, jharkhand and uh, everything is being done uh, out of delhi uh, from our offices or you know from the designers homes that's incredible it's wonderful to know that uh, you know they're being empowered in the true sense of the word without really uprooting them from uh, where they are and where they belong to can you tell me a little more about um, about how these artists are identified and you know how you go about setting maybe a calendar yeah so initially we started with you know so it was a big challenge how do you reach out to these artists yes and fortunately for us uh, you know the government has done a fantastic job of uh, collating the names and details of a lot of these artisans under the tribes of india i think the tribal uh, ministry yes. they've got um, yes. details of a lot of the artisans of different states right. who are practicing different kind of artworks mm-hmm. uh, so they've got huge lists of people and then you have to go down there and select uh, from those uh, different art forms mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. to start with i had a list of about 150 artists right. so uh, then we had to build a criteria how do we shortlist them because yes. there was no way we could work with so many artisans and uh, for us the criteria was very simple straightforward that uh, the first thing was uh, you know what was their livelihood currently if they were doing very well then they didn't require art support Sure. you know so uh, we we decided that we are going to have a, a criteria to see what their livelihood is if their livelihood is um, you know around a certain number or if it is beyond that number then they are eliminated but if it is below that number then they are part of the shortlist what is their talent you know look at the kind of work that they've done um, you know look at uh, how keen they are to work with us because you know a lot of the artisans are only interested to sell sell and sell so their uh, you know first objective is even when they are talking to a not for profit foundation is that okay i've got uh, these 30 pieces of artwork why don't you buy them so you know we <laughs> our approach was that look we are not here to buy your art we are here to try and uh, you know train you to get you livelihood on a continuous basis and in that process we want you to make art and uh, you know we are during that process we are going to assure you the livelihood don't worry about selling so let's let's not talk about selling because we are not you know we are not a gallery sure so uh, so it's uh, you know we had a uh, criteria we had about 
four different uh, things uh, under that criteria. Based on that, we shortlisted to about uh, 20 odd artists, uh, called all of them to our offices in Delhi. So the first time they came and met us, we wanted them to see us face to face. They them also to have the confidence that this was not a fly by night, you sure. know, one off thing that we were talking about a six month project or a one year project, which we would ensure their livelihood. So there was a commitment from their side and there was a commitment from our side. Mm-hmm. It got extended, of course, because the COVID got extended, but also because, you know, we had uh, good support when we put on these artworks on our digital mediums. We had support from other people and therefore we could uh, extend it. And uh, what's the response been like the journey so far? Response has been very good. It's been better than I expected. Uh, so uh, initially when I started off, you know, we... We wanted to uh, do uh, an exhibition in conjunction with uh, the India Art Fair in 2019. Mm -hmm. And um, we did that in January 2020 was the last uh, India Art Fair uh, that happened. So we uh, had an exhibition at the Meridian Hotel and um, we put up some uh, 35 artworks. And, you know, in four days time, we we had sold about uh, 60% of them. Incredible. Uh, 60 to 70% of them. So, it, it, it you know, and uh, that was great uh, support because everything that uh, we are, um, uh, you know, people are taking from us, everything goes back into the project. And that just helps build up the uh, amount of money we've got to support these artists. Sure. I mean, it's it's clearly gratifying when you see the community come out to support a cause that needs support. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't say that they're doing it only to, to support a cause. I think that they've genuinely liked the art that has been done, which has been, a, 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 you know, a more of satisfaction to me that, you know, people have loved the art that has been produced. Uh, while they've seen a lot of similar art or that that kind of art in, in auctions or in uh, galleries, but I think uh, most people have, who've, who've uh, taken the art from us have felt that the quality of this art was uh, extremely good. Right. So that that uh, has uh, sort of really uh, pleased us, and that has uh, encouraged us to continue the the project with with more artists. Yeah, Sandeep, I can vouch for that. I think the art that is created under the foundations uh, is uh, is absolutely visually fascinating. It's very very rich work uh, it's contemporary while being rooted in uh, in tradition uh, for the listeners who would like to take a look at this art where would it be uh, on display is there a, is there a website that you can share with us yeah so we we do have a website and uh, an instagram is uh, today the best medium because it helps uh, you know the website is um, is not that easy to sort of change every day while on an Instagram, you know, every second day you can put up a new artwork which is uh, available to you. Yeah. So uh, it's it's typically the Instagram CCDF India um, or our website is also ccdfindia.org. So that's CCDF India. For uh, those listening in, I would urge everyone to go in and take a look at uh, the art that's being produced. Uh, it really is, is, is a visually fascinating body of work. Um, Coming to the next question, Sandeep, that I have in mind is uh, the pricing. Before you go to the next question, Arvind, I also want to tell you about the name that we put on the project. Yes. So the, the, the project is titled the Gondwana Art Project. Yes. And Gondwana uh, is the central part of India. Mm-hmm. And the idea was because that is where most of the tribal artisans are. Right. 
uh, you know, the, the um, plateau of India is called the Gondwana region, yes. uh, geologically. And uh, it's it's got parts of uh, Rajasthan, Madhya Pradesh, Orissa, um, you know, goes right up to Bihar and Maharashtra. Yeah. So uh, that's the reason we named it the Gondwana Art Project. That's but go on, you had a question. No, it's, it's, it's a culturally dense area and it's got tremendous historical significance uh, from the art perspective. So thank you for sharing that, Vaishnava asked you myself, uh, Sandeep. So what I was um, sort of veering into was the pricing. How do you set the pricing and is there is there a thought about uh, you know prices rising over the course of uh, you know the following few years because that really will set up the ecosystem in a strong manner yes i i, I hope so i mean i hope that uh, you know uh, the uh, art uh, collectors will start looking at uh, the folk and tribal arts of india mm-hmm. uh, as a very important part of the entire art uh, you know collections that they have there've only been a handful of folk and tribal artists who become famous, yeah, but there's so much more talent that is available here. So I, I do hope that uh, pricing will pick up. Right now, you know, tribal art pricing is extremely low. Any uh, contemporary painter, uh, even a st- uh, very early stage painter would price his artwork much higher than some of the best of tribal art painters, for example. Yes. <laughs> so uh, so it's, it's, right now it's very low, but for us, you know, as I said, uh, it's, it's not about just um, because it's a not-for-profit, we are just trying to see how to create good quality art which will attract people uh, and we have enough uh, returns on it so that we can continue to support the project. Um, pricing will be determined by the market ultimately. Uh, when the, I mean, you and me can't determine what the pricing should be really. I think it's what people want to pay for it ultimately. Absolutely. So the viewers hoping that the, with the bar on appreciation uh, for this fascinating medium only goes higher and higher. Um, you know, I think uh, a large part of the equation is going to rest in how it's presented and the manner in which it speaks to the community. I think you've already done a spectacular job. Um, you know, as yeah, and we, we're going to take it international. You know, we, we have a lot of support from um, uh, foreigners. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, uh, good support from people working in the embassies here who bought uh, a number of the art pieces. We get, uh, you know, people approaching us through our Instagram from overseas all over the world. Uh, so I think it's, uh, you know, the overseas market uh, will uh, start looking at uh, Indian tribal and folk art similar to the African art. Uh, I have no doubt about it. I think it, it requires uh, a few more initiatives like ours to be able to put this out in the world market. That's a, that's a, that's a very, very valid point, uh, Sandeep. Uh, you know, when one thinks about a few names within the tribal firmament who are you know, well-known or reasonably well-known, it has in large part come because of uh, support from the, you know, the Western world. Jangat Singh Sham, and I mean, you know, we, we already know the uh, that validation. I think is is in some manner uh, of tremendous value, and uh, I can see I can see international support coming in very strongly because of the price points being so low and the art being so so visually spectacular. Absolutely. So I do see those dots connecting very very obviously now. Sadeep, um, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in knowing you wear these three hats, right? You're a collector, you're an artist, and you're a promoter. Which is the hat that you enjoy very most? I think all of it. Uh, when I, 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 I mean, I continue to collect, I continue to buy uh, artworks which I like. 
I continue to uh, involve myself with these tribal artisans because I, I do my own art, you know. So sometimes yeah. I have uh, bits to add to to what they are doing and uh, my own uh, view on how they should sort of present it. Um, uh, you know, so I think uh, uh, it's uh, I, I enjoy every bit of it, whether I do my own art. And uh, these days, you know, I can see uh the tribal art influence also coming on some of the art that i do although i used to do very abstract art mm-hmm. but i've also started doing a little bit of figuratives and you know i can see that it's that influence which is coming out and and i can straight away connect with you know i've got a beautiful um heber in my house for example and it's clearly you know the the inspiration for that painting is from a tribal absolutely. art form absolutely yeah so it's uh, you know I think I I enjoy all of it and uh, you know I, art is something that uh, uh, I'm sure I'll keep enjoying throughout my life. Clearly, I think I think you're set for life in that regard, Sandeep. Um, given that you've got such an interesting sort of perspective on you know sort of different uh, arenas within the space of art, if you could share your greatest learnings, you know, having collected now for so many years, promoted, painted. and been an active member of the fraternity so to speak uh, what are your greatest learnings that you, you can share with our listeners uh, i think as a as a collector my uh, uh, greatest learning of course was uh, you know because as a as a early stage collector you always make mistakes you know you just go by some big names and you know some uh, big galleries and not worry about uh, what the provenance was or what uh, the authenticity of of that artwork was and i think uh, that was my biggest learning over the years that not just to go by the big names and just you know do your own evaluation assess every piece of art that you want to acquire and make sure that you know you're buying the right thing because uh, at the end of the day you know you you you're paying a huge premium for these artworks especially artworks of uh, famous painters or master artisans who are no longer in existence you can't go to them to authenticate it so that from a collector point of view that was my sort of biggest uh, sort of takeaway with uh, as a as a supporter of artisans i think um, you know the sheer talent that exists in this country just amazed me it 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 has got so many artisans who are so talented and unfortunately a lot of them are moving away from this because it doesn't pay them enough right so you know and this is happening in the craft sector as well as uh, the uh, you know travel arts uh, we've got some fabulous artisans you know we um, um, my wife is of uh, course uh, uh, in in the arts and crafts too she's a professor at nip mm-hmm. uh, so she um, has written a number of books and you know uh, once we were uh, and she's done a lot of research on some of the crafts right. once we were uh, uh, doing some uh, you know she was writing a book and she went to interview somebody and i went along with her mm-hmm. and uh, this guy was working on um, gold leaf and uh, gold leaf uh, printing uh, on on textiles you know you'd be surprised that there are uh, there was just a handful of families who do that now anymore in india and yeah. even these guys are looking at you know getting out of that and taking up a job in the middle east or something like that yeah. because uh, it doesn't pay them enough how unfortunate you know there there are not enough uh, people who are supporting it or you know they don't have the avenues to put their art, art out to the world 
So I think that has been a fascinating thing that just the sheer talent that is available and and the number of art forms that we have in India. It's it's fascinating. And I think uh, everybody needs to contribute to sort of put it out. I was very fascinated to see um, uh, a a good, uh, uh, you know, exhibition going on right now at uh, the National uh, Gallery on... uh, Tribal art forms, right, yes. uh, not just of India, but it had a few other countries also. Yes. So the government is doing its bit, and I think the private sector needs to do its bit too. Absolutely, you know, years hoping that um, that this appreciation for the rich diversity of our heritage continues. I think you've already made an incredible start. Um, you know, once again, I'd like to urge everyone listening to the show to really just spend a few moments looking at what uh, we've been speaking about. Um, and the work that Sandeepanis Foundation uh, has done. The ID, once again, is CCDF India. They're, they're a very friendly... Yeah, so that's CCDF India on, on Instagram and ccdfindia.org for our website. Yeah. Right. Sandeep, you know, I'd like to wish you and the foundation all the very best. Uh, years hoping it goes from strength to strength and that we get to, uh, you know, have, I mean, we, we remain privileged enough to keep seeing all the fascinating work that's coming from the heart of our beautiful country. Thank you for your time, Sandeep. Thank you for sharing this with us. Thanks. Thanks, Arvind. I really enjoyed this discussion. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, if there's anything that you wanted to know about Indian art, but have been too afraid to or haven't known whom to ask, look no further. We're right here at your beck and call. Send us an email on contact at arteryindia.com and we'll get our friendly helps to start working on a suitable response to your question right away. Till you hear from us next, years wishing you all a very happy RT time. And as always, when you think art, think artery. <laughs>